Well, as you might have guessed, we're going to be talking about um, bullying uh, today. And actually, quite sadly, uh, one in four Australian uh, students are, are bullied, or, or sorry, actually report being bullied. Um, the statistic is likely to be um, two and four kids uh, during uh, their time during school are going to experience uh, uh, being bullied. Anybody here was bullied at school? Want to raise your hand? All right, what about the bullies? Who were the bullies? If you were a bully, put up your... No, we won't get you to do that. All right. But you know what? Um, bullying isn't just something that, um, that takes place at school. Uh, bullying happen, happens everywhere. On the sporting field, I think people were anticipating a bit of bullying from uh, GWS uh, yesterday. I don't think it happened. But they have a bit of a reputation for uh, being a bit, bit of a bully on the sporting field. But the, uh, bullying takes places in, in some marriages and, and, and families. Um, in the workplace, work, work, workplace bullying is a, is a major issue. In politics, and very, very occasionally bullying also happens uh, in church, doesn't it? Just very, very occasionally in other churches, not in Bayview. But I've heard that there are some churches where bullying happens, which... Uh, it doesn't take place here. But we also have countries that um, bully other, other countries. And the reality is, wherever you find people, you will find bullying taking place. And I've asked Nate this morning just to come and share a little bit um, of, um, of his uh, story with us. Thanks, Nate. Good morning. Um, I'm going to take you back to the beginning I'm the oldest of three children, um, the best looking of the three. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, I was raised um, in a great home with two loving parents, um, who you all know. I was a typical child, I was extroverted and loved attention. And as you can see, not much has changed. Um, as I got a little older and started at school, things were, for the most part, pretty normal. But as I got into year two, to three, and that was around seven or eight years old, um, things started to change. I started to get a little chubby, and still not much has changed, um, but I also had a big overbite as well. See, kids seize the opportunity, and they, um, to, to mock me. Things built up over time, and to the best of my memory, it wasn't happening every day, but often enough to feel significant. It was mostly verbal bullying that I experienced in this time, but there was some occasional physical bullying that also happened. This continued as I shifted schools in primary school and then into high school. In high school, the kids were ruthless. They had more knowledge and knew the best ways to make sure the words would hurt and stick. Growing up in a Christian home, I believed I was unable to defend or stick up for myself. There was no particular reason but that's just what I believed. This set me up to be an easy target in high school as there were more physical altercations that happened. It didn't help that in this stage of my life and for all other teenage boys, I was testing boundaries. I would use words as a form of defense and I would draw attention to myself by doing ridiculous things and standing out. I thought it would be easier if I was the one making fun of myself and people laughed along rather than other kids making jokes about me knowing their words hurt far more. Things got very dark for me at this point, where in year 10 I dropped out of high school and I just couldn't handle it anymore. I experienced depression and anxiety that made me feel like I was in a never-ending tunnel. Where and how did things change for me? 
There was no one big defining moment. Many small moments and people that played a role in as I began to emerge from the tunnel that I felt was never-ending. One of the significant people in my life was a friend and a mentor, Jamie, otherwise known as Chicken. Chicken showed me what overcoming challenges looked like as he battled a disability, preventing him from doing many simple tasks. Another moment was when I received a prophetic word from a family friend, which in essence encouraged me to stand up for myself, to feel proud of who I am and who God has made me to be. After returning to high school and completing year 12, I entered a gap year Bible college program called Year in the Sun. During that year, I began to deepen my relationship with God and find out more about myself. But another major impact has been the steadiness of my family and also marrying Lorna. They showed me love, reminded me of my value, demonstrated the love that God has for me and have been consistent. There was no remedy, no quick fix, The journey needed to be done. But as I've emerged out the other side of this tunnel, it has driven me to support those travelling a similar journey. The reason I am a youth worker today is to be the constant in those young people's lives as they journey the tunnel. My one hope is the role that I play will support them to emerge the other side. I'm not the only one in the room today who has felt the impact of others' words but I believe that we all have an opportunity to love those around us. We need to remind ourselves that we are God's creation and our value is defined by him, not in others and their words. Thanks, that was a tough time for our family when, um, when Nate was, uh, was, uh, had to drop out of school because of... Uh, the bullying that he experienced as a, as a young person. We've got to ask the question, um, why, why do people bully? And uh, it's been quite interesting as I've done a, a, a bit of research throughout the week um, as I've been preparing for this morning. Um, what I discovered is that there are different kinds of bullies and a, and a range of reasons why people feel the need um, to bully, uh, bully others. Um, a bully might uh, feel jealous. Uh, they might want attention, they might want to feel a bit about themselves, they may be feeling angry uh, somehow about life uh, and the injustices that they've personally experienced. They uh, might like to be uh, a person who takes control or exercises or uses power against others. Or they might have been bullied um, themselves and this is part of the the psychology of of trying to come to terms with uh, what they've experienced. But we need to know whatever the reason is, bullying is never okay. And the problem with um, uh, being a childhood bully is that doesn't necessarily drop off when you become an adult. And um, as a consequence, um, a lot of damage is obviously um, uh, uh, created. And what um, bullying is actually a very, very complex um, subject. For example, it's a, it's a myth that bullies only target vulnerable and weak people. What the research indicates is that intelligent, articulate, independent thinkers are also uh, targeted by bullies. And one thing that we do know in the research that's been done is that the major trigger for bullying is actually inadequacy. 
Bullies either feel um, envious or threatened by someone who is competent, has integrity, or is popular. And what bullies do is they project their shortcomings onto uh, that person to divert attention away from themselves so that they avoid having to face up to their own inadequacies. Or, to mask their inferiority, a bully will target someone they consider weak or vulnerable to compensate for their feelings of inadequacy. So this inadequacy manifests itself from a place of superiority or from a place of inferiority. And it's this feeling of inadequacy, a lack of, of internal power, that causes a bully to target another person. Bullies need to find someone to blame or to bring down in order to feel bigger and better about themselves. And actually, the bully, uh, bullying, um, don't want to con- contradict John, but um, um, bullying is a subject that is actually mentioned in the Bible or certainly inferred to strongly. In fact, it is one of the central themes of the Old Testament. Um, and we find in the Old Testament the Exodus story, which is the, 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 the shaping story of the nation of Israel. And uh, Israel found themselves in a situation where they were being bullied by a king called Pharaoh. And in Exodus 1, verses 8 to 14, we read, Pharaoh said to his people, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us. Then they will escape from the country. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to bring the cities of Pithom and Ramses as supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed, or were they oppressed, actually, in the Hebrew language can be interpreted as bullied. Um, It says there that the more the Israelites bullied them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all the work in the fields. They were ruthless in their demands. But fortunately um, for Israel, their story doesn't end there. And in Exodus chapter 6, we read, Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression. I will set you free from this this situation of bullying that you find yourselves in. And I will rescue you from slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who has freed you from being bullied in Egypt. The great news is is that God kept his promise to Israel and brought an end um, to the bullies and to the bullying. And every year at at Passover, uh, Jewish people gather to remember the time that God delivered um, um, them from Pharaoh the bully. And the Exodus story is a powerful reminder that God opposes the bully and is on the side of of the bullied. In the light of the Exodus um, story, um, Christians should never bully. There is not an excuse ever, 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 ever 
for any of us as believers in Jesus Christ to bully anyone, whether that's physical, um, verbal, whether it's um, social by excluding others, um, or through what is called prejudicial, prejudicial um, uh, bullying, which is to discriminate against somebody because of uh, their race, their religion, or their sexual orientation. Or what is common today, uh, and the method that's commonly used today is, um, is uh, cyberbullying, which uh, fortunately I didn't have to uh, face when I was growing up. And what we as Christians are called to do is we are called to defend and befriend those who are bullied. In Psalm 82, verses 3 and 4, it says, Give justice to the poor and the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed or the bullied and the destitute. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. And then in Isaiah 1, verse 17, it says, Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed or the bullied. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. So if we see someone being bullied, um, the Christian response is to say something and stand up for the one who's being oppressed. Let me just finish um, with the story of a lady by the name of, um, of Susan. Um, Susan grew up in a small um, Scottish uh, village. She not only had what some people considered to be um, an intellectual disability, but by the standards of um, this world, um, she also wasn't particularly uh, pretty. And because of her appearance and because of her unusual uh, personality, Susan was badly bullied and harassed as a child and then also as an adult. And Susan, um, who sung and, and volunteered for her church um, every week, um, was 47 years old when she decided to audition for a program called Britain's Got Talent, which is kind of the British equivalent of Australian Idol or, or The Voice. And um, you're gonna, we're going to watch a video clip now. And you can tell when we watch this clip that when Susan Boyle walks out onto the stage for her audition, she's completely out of place. She's, she's different. And as you watch and you see the audience uh, roll their eyes and the judges um, smirk at her, we get a little glimpse into um, the suffering that this lady uh, would have experienced um, throughout her life. And then something remarkable happens. Thank you. My name is Susan Boyle. I'm nearly 48, currently unemployed but still looking. And I'm going to sing for you on Britain's Got Talent today. That's nervous. Yeah, sure, no. Yeah, well, that's, that's not surprising, but, you know, trying... I've got a fighting mood, you know. At the moment, I live in Mullen with my cat called Pebbles. But I've never been married. <laughs> never been kissed. Oh, shame. <laughs> but it's not an advert. <laughs> and do you, have you done this for many a year? Since it was 12. Since you were 12? I've always wanted to perform in front of a large audience. I'm going to make that audience rock. Hi, what's your name, darling? My name is Susan Boyle. OK, uh, Susan, uh, where are you from? I am from Blackburn, near Bathgate, West Lothian. It's a big town. It's a sort of collection of... It's a collection of... Uh, villages. What do you think, there? And how old are you, Susan? I am 47. 
And that's just one side of me. <laughs> okay, what's the dream? I, I'm trying to be a professional singer. And why hasn't it worked out so far, Susan? I've never been given the chance before, but here's hoping it'll change. Okay, and who would you like to be as successful as? Elaine Page. Elaine Page. Like what are you going to sing tonight? I'm going to sing I Dreamed a Dream from the Miserables. Okay. Big song. <laughs> yeah? Yes. I dreamed a dream in time gone by. <laughs> and Susan Piers. Without a doubt, that was the biggest surprise I have had in three years on this show. When you stood there with that cheeky grin and said, I, I want to be like a lame page, everyone was laughing at you. No one is laughing now. That was stunning. An incredible performance. Amazing. I'm reeling from shock about you two, but 
I am Can't so thrilled because I know that everybody was against you. I honestly think that we were all being very cynical and I think that's the biggest wake-up call ever. And I just want to say that it was a complete privilege listening to that. It was inspirational. I knew the minute you walked out on that stage that we were going to hear something extraordinary, and I was right. Got a lot of touch. Susan, you are a little tiger, aren't you? Oh, I don't know about that. You are. OK, moment of truth. Here's yes or no. The biggest yes I have ever given anybody. <laughs> Amanda? Yes, definitely. Susan Boyle, you can go back to the village with your head held high. It's three S's. Well, I think you enjoyed that just a little. <laughs> what a voice! Incredible! Congratulations! Oh my God! Congratulations. Oh my God! How do you feel? Bloody fantastic! <laughs> Pierce says that's the biggest yes he's ever given on the show in, in three series. Yeah. Oh my God! Mind blowing! Most extraordinary shock we've ever had. Just so emotional, unbelievable, and emotional. You're fantastic. My name is Susan Ball. We learn um, two very important um, lessons from Susan Boyle's story. Firstly, she teaches us how to respond to bullying. See, this woman, despite knowing that she's going to be ridiculed by the audience and judges because she didn't meet the expected standards of what a star uh, look, should look like, she had the audacity and the courage to get onto that stage anyway. And Susan Boyle didn't let the opinions or the treatment of others define who she was or what she did. And just because others didn't think that she was sexy or smart, it didn't hold her back. And so I want to say to you this morning, if you've been bullied, be brave. Have the confidence to keep walking out onto whatever your stage might happen to be. And then the second thing that we learn from Susan Boyle is, if you've been bullied, God is on your side. James Martin, who was the associate editor of American Magazine, wrote this. This video might be the best example of how God sees us and the way our world does not see us. The world generally looks askance at people like Susan Boyle, if it notices them at all. Without classic good looks, without work, without a spouse, living in a small town, people like Susan Boyle might not seem particularly important. But God sees us as worthwhile, special, talented, unique, and beautiful.
And he sees, sees the real person and he understands the value of each individual's gifts. Rich or poor, young or old, single or married, matron or movie star, lucky or unlucky in life. God knows and he loves us. And I reckon God was smiling when Susan Boyle stepped out uh, for that audition because God knew where exactly it was going to lead to. Uh, she finished second um, in Britain's Got Talent in 2009. Nobody remembers who actually won Britain's Got Talent <laughs> in 2009. But um, she went on, she released her debut uh, album, which became the, the UK's best-selling debut album of all time. Her Britain's Got Talent audition was named the most-watched YouTube video that, that year with over 120 million hits, which was three times more than the second most popular video. She's appeared on Oprah and a multitude of other television shows. She's performed before royalty. She's been invited to the White House and she's been awarded two honorary doctorates. And what Susan Boyle's audition and her life does is gives us a glimpse of heaven's heart for the bullied and what awaits all those who've had to bear the brunt of other people's cruelty and ridicule. Let's pray. Loving God, you see and know every person who is bullied and oppressed. Lord, I pray that you would help them to be brave in the face of their bullies. And God, we thank you that you are firmly on their side. And God, we ask that you wouldn't just give them strength and courage, but also that you would give them people who will defend and, and befriend them. In Jesus' name.